Mommy, look! A dolphin! Oh, wow, darling. Isn't it beautiful? Yes, Mommy. It was a perfect day, and I was having a blast. I watched the dolphins splash in the ocean, and I felt extremely happy. I was only a kid. I think I was six years old, but I remember that day like it was yesterday. My mom, dad, and older brother had decided to go sailing that morning. We lived near the sea, and it was something we did at least once a month. I ran up and down because it was the first time I'd actually seen dolphins. Stop doing that on the boat. It's not safe. Before I continue my story, please consider liking my video and subscribing to the channel. And don't forget to hit that notification bell too. Addison, stop! My dad shouted again, but it was too late. I tripped and I fell overboard. I could hear my parents screaming on the boat, but something very strange happened. I opened my eyes and I could see clearly. It was magical down there. Fish, coral, shiny stones, and all sorts of creatures. And then I felt something grab my hand and drag me deeper and deeper into the ocean. When it let go, I looked around. There were three huge octopuses just staring at me. This is gonna sound weird, but I assure you it's 100% true. Hi! One of them said. You can talk? I answered, surprised that I could speak too. And I could breathe. Yes! Anyway, nice to meet you. My name is Frederick. What were you all doing on that big fish up there? Uh, it's not a fish. It's a boat. And how did you end up with such a human name? My dad named me that. Well, I'm going to bite your head now, he said. And then the thing bit me on the head. I didn't even know octopuses could bite. But then again, I was six. I didn't exactly know much. Ouch! What did you do that for? You'll see. Then I felt something else grabbing me and pulling me to the shore. What was this? Was I dreaming? Addison! Addison! I heard my dad scream. I opened my eyes and he was dripping wet. Oh, thank goodness you're okay. You were down there for a really long time. When I finally found you, you were just staring at some seaweed. Why? It wasn't staring at seaweed. There were these three octopuses and one of them was talking to me. Then one of them bit me on the head. Yes, okay. Uh, clearly you're not okay. We'll go home and take you to the hospital tomorrow. Suddenly I remembered the pain and I started crying. But my tears didn't feel like they usually did. They were really cold and heavy. And then I heard it. <gasps> clink, clink, clink. I looked around and I saw little gold coins. You're crying money, Addison! My mom screamed. But how is this possible? This isn't normal. What's going on? My dad said. My brother was jumping up and down. It was just total chaos. I pinched myself many times hoping to wake up from this weird dream, but there was no hope. It was all real. My mom got her handbag and started filling it up with the coins. I continued crying because I was really confused about what was happening to me. When we got home, my parents were really nice to me. After I got cleaned up, they wrapped me up in blankets and made me my favorite hot chocolate with lots of marshmallows. I remember falling asleep feeling really safe and secure. But that feeling didn't last very long. The next morning, I rolled over in bed and I opened my eyes. My mom was putting all of my favorite stuffed animals in a garbage bag. Mom, stop! What are you doing? I'm going to set them on fire. No! I screamed and then I started crying. And of course, I was still crying money instead of tears. I can't even begin to explain how uncomfortable that was. Hey, honey, she's still crying money. My mom shouted and my dad came in with a bag to collect the coins. At that point, I realized that my parents were making me cry on purpose. 
so of course, <laughs> that made me cry even more. Why would they do that to me? My own parents. Okay, you can stop now. You have to get ready for school. I went to school angrier than I'd ever been in my life, and I came home even more miserable. I went up to my room to play with my hamster buttercup, but his cage was open and he wasn't there. Mom? Dad? Where's Buttercup? I shouted. My mom came straight up to my room. Well, a neighbor's cat came wandering in here earlier, so I decided to give her a snack. You... you fed Buttercup to the neighbor's cat? I felt heartbroken. I loved that hamster more than anything else in the world. I cried so much I felt like I could never stop. And both my mom and dad came to collect the money again. My parents would do horrible stuff like this to me at least twice a week. Eventually, I reached a point where I'd been so hurt by them that it was really hard for me to feel emotions and even harder for me to cry. In the past, they'd grounded me for no reason, forgotten my birthday, given me no Christmas presents, and they always fed me the most disgusting food ever. Like, can you imagine being forced to eat two-week-old food? When I refused it, I'd become so hungry that, yep, you guessed it, I'd start crying. There was nothing my awful parents wouldn't do. There's even a time my mom came to my school dressed in a hideous outfit just to embarrass me. I had to wait until we got back to the car to start crying. And, of course, my parents were becoming richer and richer. But they'd only spend that money on themselves. My dad bought two new expensive cars, and my mom had all the latest designer outfits, bags, and shoes. My brother got lots of presents, too. They were flaunting their money so much that all of their friends thought they'd received promotions. And you know what? They bought me nothing. It was so unfair. So when I turned 13, I decided to put my foot down. You all bought me nothing for my birthday again. It's because you're a lousy daughter. Do you think that's going to make me cry? Because it isn't. I'm gonna report you to the police. What are they gonna do? Believe that you cry money? And even if you provided it to them, they'd want to take you away to a lab and study you. You'd be locked up in a little room all alone for the rest of your life. You have no choice but to stay here. I realized that what she was saying was true. If anyone knew about my strange disorder, I'd be done for. I definitely didn't want to become anyone's lab rat. But you know what? I didn't cry. So they tried something new. You'll never believe what they did, but a few days later, they had a new strategy. Addy, we've created a new chore for you. You have to peel all these onions we bought, and after that, we'll allow you to have some food. It was already late and I was starving because I hadn't eaten since breakfast. Are you guys serious? My mom and dad just smiled. I got to work and, of course, my tears of money fell to the floor. I peeled about a hundred onions and I made them a fortune. They made me do this every single day. And then they'd sell the chopped onions to restaurants for a really cheap price. These people thought they were getting a good deal, but the truth is, my parents had already made their fortune from my tears. But how could I put an end to all of this? I decided I'd need to try to find that strange octopus again. It was a scary idea, but I finally developed enough courage to make a plan. I was gonna sneak out at night, go to the harbor, and steal a little boat. I'd try to remember the spot where I fell into the ocean when I was a little girl, and then I'd dive in and ask the creature to take the strange powers back. And then the night arrived and I got to work. I waited until everyone at home was asleep and then I walked to the harbor. The place was isolated so all I had to do was find a boat. 
I settled on a little dingy because, well, to be honest, I had no idea how to sail or operate a boat. I got in, untied it, turned on the engine, and sped away. When I think back to this night, I asked myself if I was crazy because I took nothing with me. Not even a backpack with some snacks and water. I was just determined to get rid of this crazy problem, which was causing my parents to make my life hell. After about 15 minutes, I turned off the engine. Hmm, do I jump now? I thought. After coming all that way, I totally lost the courage. I kept telling myself I'd do it after a few minutes, but I eventually fell asleep. When I woke up, the sun was already shining. I looked around and I was filled with terror when I realized what had just happened. I was lost. I must have been sleeping for a very long time and right now, I could be anywhere. How was I gonna get back home? What was I gonna do? So of course, I started crying again. The boat continued drifting and I left a trail of coins in my path. I started to feel so hungry and thirsty and it wasn't like I could just drink the seawater. Eventually, I just fell asleep again because I had no idea what else to do. I woke up to someone shaking me. I opened my eyes. It was a kind old man with a white beard and a mustache. Little girl, little girl, are you okay? I'm not a little girl, I'm 13. You're a little girl. What are you doing out here? Where are your parents? I don't have any parents. I'm an orphan. I lied. I looked around. I was on a much bigger boat and there were other people on board. Well, okay, we'll take you back to shore, he said. In about an hour, we reached the shore of what seemed to be like an island. It didn't look like the harbor I'd left at all. I looked at the people on the shore and they all looked different from me. Where am I? You're in Tuvalu, he smiled. Wow, I can't believe the boat drifted this far, I thought. I'll take you to my daughter's house. She has two other children, but I'm sure she won't mind helping one more," he said. He took me to a house near the beach. It was much smaller than the house I lived in with my parents, but at that point, I'd made the decision to continue lying so I'd never have to go back to my parents. Iwalani, my dear daughter. We brought home a guest. Her name is… He looked at me. I don't even know your name. It's Daphne, I lied. A beautiful woman with long, beautiful hair which was nearly touching the ground opened the door. Hello, Daphne. Come in. Sit down. I'll make you something to eat. The old man went into the kitchen with her as she was cooking, and I heard him telling her all about how he found me. She brought me some delicious food, and I ate it all up like I'd never seen food before. So, Daphne, she said, should we try to get you home and find your family? I have no family. My parents fell off the boat I was on and they drowned. Oh no, sweetheart! You must be traumatized! Yes. Can I stay with you? Sure. We don't have much, but I'll try my best to make sure you're happy. Here, meet my two children. She introduced me to her two little girls. They were the cutest ever. One of them immediately held my hands and asked me to follow her to the beach. Now, I spend most of my life on the beach with my new family. Of course, I have to go to school and do all of that regular stuff too, but this new identity is so much better for my mental health. Sometimes, I do think about how difficult my life was and how horrible my parents were. And when I do, I end up crying. But I do it late at night on the dining table when everyone's asleep. So when Iwalani wakes up, she finds a pile of money on the table. It's helped with the family's finances a lot, and the best thing is, nobody knows where it came from. I'm just happy I have my freedom and that I'm not forced to do anything anymore. 
I'm not sure if my parents have been trying to look for me, but honestly, I don't care. I feel safe here, and no one will take this feeling away from me. Also, I dyed my hair and I got a few piercings, so they'll never recognize me anyway.